Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Collective is a leading platform supporting collaboration, not competition, for an online community and events throughout the year with one purpose, to create happier property managers. The PM Collective creates connections for property managers looking to create momentum within their careers and personal life. Join me and my guests as we discuss challenges, struggles, mental health, mindset, and give advice to property managers and anyone in the industry. To find out more about our memberships, visit pmcollective.com.au. Today, I have Adam Scott from Edison Property joining us. So thanks for jumping on board. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Now, you are the sales consultant at Edison Property. And today's topic is property management to sales and why you made the move. So can you just give our audience a little bit of a brief history about your career, where you've been, where you are now, etc.? Certainly, certainly. So I left high school, went straight into the building industry. I uh, unfortunately had a bad injury playing ice hockey. I broke my leg in quite a um, numerous places. Hold on, let's just stop there. Let's just stop there. Ice hockey in Perth. In Perth. What an unusual sport to play in Perth. I know. Uh, Yes, you know, 35 degrees in summer and you can still play a pick-up game here and there. Um, But, yeah, the the, the general league does run through winter. But, yeah, no, ice hockey in in Perth, Australia. Okay, interesting topic. Continue. Continue, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, broke my leg. My employer let me go. said, because you've had too much time off, I can't continue to have you. So I thought that was a little bit uh, disappointing, but that was that. I then went to a betting company. Um, It was a part-time job. And funnily enough, I was making more money doing that four days a week than what I was doing my apprenticeship. Um, so that was that was good, and but then took that on a, a bit more. And a very good friend of mine, his father had been in the real estate industry for quite a period of time. Um, was quite established, quite well, well known for his area. Wanted some beds for the holiday house, and came to saw me, uh, see myself, sorry. And I couldn't serve him straight away. I was talking to customers, and then by the time I got to him, he said, "This is not you. I think you should have a go at real estate." And I thought, "Oh." Well, yeah, I don't want to do this first of my life. Maybe I should give real estate a go. From there, I did some volunteering. Can't really think of the word, but basically, I oh, unpaid, unpaid practice. Um, did that for two days a week uh, where he was working at. And from there, they said, "Look, we'd love to offer you a um, property management assistant job," uh, which I took, and it went from three days to four days to five days. And then from there, have just then grown throughout the industry. Um, so I've gone from you know the, the property manager assistant to the property manager to a senior property manager to a department head, and then and now worked myself into a sales consultant role. Yeah, and I like the way you said worked yourself into and not worked yourself up to a sales consultant role because it's one of those things where I find some people see it as a hierarchy, different positions in the business, and mm. I'm a firm believer that. To be honest, out of all the roles in property management and real estate, I actually place the most importance on the leasing consultant role because I think you're setting up a tenancy for either. If, I mean, if you get a great tenant, you've got an easy management versus having a difficult tenant. So 
I um, like to sort of just remind people that quite often we think of like a, a property management assistant or a leasing role as um, an inferior position. In fact, I think we should put more mature people into that position, um, you know, from a um, from a systems and procedures point of view. So I like that. So PM to sales, do you, did you enjoy property management? I found property management extremely rewarding. It taught me a lot of life experience. I think it's something where you look, where I look back at it now and it's almost like, you name it, it's happened or I've seen it, you know. So it, it's really something where you can go into a job and you do that and it's consistent where in property management, things are always consistently changing. There was always a, you know, the, the bar just wasn't set in one position. It was always like, well, something's going to happen over here or something has happened over there. You know, you have to lift yourself up, become dynamic in your role to where I got to now deal with this. And, you know, it, uh, it's very, very rewarding for me and can be for people too for what I did in property management. Yeah, I I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time in it. Yeah. What, what challenges were you looking at or what was the reason for going to sales? Was it just a, a change of position? Is it potentially we've got an uncut salary? What was the thing that drove you into sales? For sales, for me, it's definitely the uncapped earning potential that you do have. You, you can make what you want of it. So, you know, you can be someone that just wants to sell the, you know, 20 to 30 properties a year and walk away and be happy and live a comfortable life. Or you can be a rep that, you know, has the uncapped earning of possibly going 50 to 60 and you have consistent always growth. I'm uh, going into sales because that's what I want to do. There is an uncapped earning potential. I want to say that I possibly felt like I did my uh, apprenticeship in PM. And I do want to, at some stage, become a business owner of a, of a business. And I see this as a certain pathway of learning it all. Unfortunately, I maybe in you've experienced it yourself, that some business owners are someone who have just done sales and predominantly sales, and they put a lot of faith in someone from PM and the dynamic isn't really there and their understanding of it isn't great. So that's where I want to take what I have learned from property management, get my experience in sales, and then take that into a business or become a part of a business and have a complete understanding of the whole business itself, not just of that department or this is how that works, but I don't know what they do, but, you know, such and such can tell us how to run it. Yeah, that's um, that's really important. I mean, I'm in business with my brother-in-law who's a sales rep, and so I talk quite openly with um, the problem with sales-led directors and, you know, of course, he's a decent human being, good intentions, but yeah. he just loves sales. Like that's he's not people don't, I guess, well, they do love property, um, they do love management, but you don't learn how to be a business owner or anything like that. And you can only be a good business owner based on experience and understanding and being in those positions. So I'm in such a wonderful position for you to be in the fact that you have got that great experience with property management. And it doesn't sound like you left it that part of it because it was enjoyable or, um, you know, there was a problem or anything like that. It sounds like it was just time to look at the different areas, see how it all works. And I think as well, like if, you know, if and when the time comes, you are a, a business owner or, um, you know, part of the, the business, then you actually probably find out what you actually enjoy. Maybe it's an all-rounder, maybe you do have a passion for the property management, maybe it's sales, I don't know, but you're not going to know that unless you put yourself in all those positions. Exactly right. Giving everything a go. So, yeah, I think that's possibly 
you know, where I'm at now, the within Edison, the biggest thing um, coming on to there a couple of years ago was was culture and the fact that there is business owners who are actually invested in all parts of the business. It's not just, okay, well, this is a sales team and those guys just go to the sales meetings and, you know, one person from that that is an owner of that business just comes to a meeting, all the actual business owners are sitting in the PM meeting and this is when this was taking place were actually involved asking the questions and wanted to know how it's performing and what can be done to make it better. And I thought, you know, where's this been? Like in previous roles, it was just, you know, department head around the meeting and they reported that back to the business owner and that was it. It wasn't like the investment that they showed within their own staff team and and how they run their business and then creating, you know, possibly a better culture wasn't being taken into place. So where I am now and what I've seen is just brilliant. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's wonderful sponsor is Property Assist WA. Shannon and her team are really committed to assisting property managers' workload by assisting them with outsourcing services like routine inspections, final bond inspections and property condition reports. Keep your property managers doing what they love and outsource the things they don't to a company that thrives on positive feedback and guarantees a premium personalised service with a smile. The vision of Property Assist WA is to make a difference to the quality and perception of property managers, enabling you to keep your clients happy whilst improving the efficiency of your staff. Yeah, and, and I was, I've written that on my notes to talk about finding a workplace home, which it was something that you mentioned. So just leading into that, do you find the biggest reason that Edison has that culture is because there's a really good merge together like when it comes to meetings like they might still have separate but they have like it's a team catch-up or team meeting yeah definitely it's not just sales on a you know on a wednesday and pms on a tuesday and you know that person just reports back to the owners and they do this it's it's the investment that the business owners show and put into their teams so we also have a commercial department so you know the commercial owners and residential owners and the sales all in one so it does happen quite a lot what i have seen before is that you know you sort of have an office and it's like well the pm team are on the left hand side and the sales team are down the back of the office because no one wants to talk to the reps and then the receptionist and the admin are at the front and they're the front of your business and you know the sales reps just walk past the pm team and they don't talk to them unless you know a referral comes through and then they actually want to say hello and then that's that, whereas we work in a very open office, we're all talking, discussing, you know, and you overhear things. So, you know, someone from commercial goes, oh, I know something about that or PM team. And um, I'm only, you know, 10 metres away from the PM team that I was involved in. And they know that I probably overheard a conversation of a, you know, situation that's come up. What would you do? What how, Do you know much about this property? So, you know, having that um, to bounce off all departments and also have business owners that are involved and, heavily invested it it makes a massive difference and it creates a really good culture it really really does um this would happily have to be the it is easily the best culture i've worked in yeah fantastic so just out of curiosity do the business owners for your office do they also i know that you've said that they're you know they're invested in all areas but do they still actively sell or actively manage anything or are they business owners and yeah no they're involved in the industry so um, we have a you know a business arm for residential and commercial and those directors that are involved in that involved daily in yeah. how that works 
and they're in the office as well, which makes a massive difference. It's not the ones where they just come in and then you don't see them. They actually are in the office and show face, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you ever been tempted to get into commercial management or have you done that? No, I haven't. I had someone tell me that I would be a great commercial manager. Can I just say only probably because you're a male? Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. But it wasn't or hasn't been something that has taken my fancy. It's sort of, um, you know, I, I did do the property management. I did it for the five years and I thought, where's this next? I then did my sales course and pre-entered myself ready to come and take that into place. And then, you know, another five years later, an opportunity has presented itself and, and I'm I'm running with it. Yeah, I um, did a podcast with someone who went from property management to commercial. It was a male and it was very much because you get paid more as a commercial manager. And yep. we had a really good chat about, you know, why the case and in terms of the workload from a commercial management, is it more like what's the difference to maybe warrant a higher Right. I mean, it's probably it's a whole other story, but it's very interesting that the commercial side of things does get paid more, but it doesn't seem like there's actually any additional work when it comes to it. There's not the minute little stuff, you know, it's the renewals and reviews, etc. But yeah, it was an interesting um, topic. So that's why you coming on and talking about property management to sales was actually quite relevant, you know, I think as well to give people options. So I'm very much of the fact that, um, you know, you might really, like I've got a trainee, for example, who's studying property management and we're still trying to find her feet with what part she loves. Like does she love the processes and the non-customer contacts? Does she love the, con- you know, the face-to-face? Because then if you ever have someone who's in property management and maybe not enjoying it, I think it's really important for them to explore so many other areas of real estate that they could do to match their personality. And that's why this podcast of going to sales is really important if someone felt the need um, to try something different. So how long have you been in the sales position for now? Since the start of this year. Oh, so real fresh. Real fresh, yeah. How are you finding it? I'm loving it. Um, I think especially probably for the millennial generation, it's a very want here and now. So I've got that mindset of, you know, look, I've had a couple of listings, I've done well, I've had some good months, but just because I don't have something now to go, oh, this isn't working or this isn't happening, this is my mindset or this is going to be my career for the next you know, 30 to 40 years. It's a long-term goal now and the pipe dream of you know getting things ready to keep them going um, and just not falling into a bit of a trap of being disappointed because it's not happening or because, you know, um, you know, someone else is getting a listing and it's not you. And I've got that conversation always happening with my with my boss. Um, and and he knows that. And we are communicating. We're on the same wavelength. It's not like, you know, did you get your 10 appraisals done? How many phone calls have you made? You know, what's where's this at? It, my numbers are there and, and I discuss those with him. And it's uh, we're on the same wavelength. That's the main thing. It's not like, you know, I've given you this opportunity, you're not performing. It's, you know, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I love it. And I love being out there. And I think it's probably the thing for property management is having that experience of contacting and speaking with people and being in front of people from home opens and conversations of dealing with owners and dealing with tenants. They are the same as dealing with prospective sellers and prospective buyers at the same time as well. Yeah, and you've obviously seen so many homes um, as well. So you've had that experience. Um, Can I ask how old you are? 31. Anyway, okay, so it's 
really, really interesting what you mentioned about you know, the younger generation and that quick fix um, because I am finding that is one reason that the younger generation would really struggle in the sales because you at least have the maturity enough to know that it's a long-term game. There's a process. You've got to trust the process. It will come. But yeah. younger people, it's just so amazing, that generation, just that yeah. um, instant gratification. And must have, must be. Yeah. yeah. I think this we got discussed yesterday. We did a, you know, good old CPD point course, but this was a topic that I really do take away from this is, you know, it can be quite easy to get qualified within our industry, but you can also drop out of it just as quickly. And especially with sales, the discussion was that, you know, people come into it, but there's sort of no follow through of how that person's going or, you know, are they doing the right things or, you know, with all the changes that are happening consistently all the time with bylaws and strata bylaws and, um, you know, the act changing here and there and whatnot, you know, should we have mentors? Should we have mentors that guide someone through for the first two years of their career in sales or even the first 12 months on a performance basis of going like, hey, like, come with me. I want to see you do this. So I'm going to sit in on your appraisals and I'm going to sit in on this and follow and possibly almost act as a coach in some regard. And it can't just be someone that's been within the industry for five years and go, oh, yeah, they sign their forms off. They're fine. They don't, they know what they're doing, whatever. I think it's, you know, it, the discussion was that it should be someone that's, you know, 15 years plus in the industry should be, you know, experiencing all different types of, you know, circumstances or possibilities of what might happen within our industry and go from there. So, you know, I think that's something that should possibly be done. I do have that. I'm very lucky. I do have two mentors as well as my business owner. And I also do have a coach. I we have, I have a coach on the side as well that I catch up with monthly and it also holds me accountable. Yeah, I, a coach is, um, is super important, something that a lot of people don't invest the money. And I, I use that word, investing the money. It's not a cost. It's not an no. expense. It's yeah. an investment. And uh, I've been really trying to invest in that mentorship as well, but I've only I started really investing um, last year. So and I personally I like to switch my coaches. So I've had you know I had someone for six months, and then I'm doing something different. So I um, but I'm still investing, but just in different different things that are relevant to me at that time. But it's one of those things if you know you're starting out in sales, you you know not maybe bringing in you know lots and lots of listings. But you've got to, you know, some money to pay for the coaching. But then if you don't pay for the coaching, you're not going to get to where you want. And it's something that should just be factored into starting out that I don't want to say cost, but you know, that's something that you've just got to pay. That's part of the part of the journey. Yourself. You know, someone's taken the investment in you, invest in yourself to reward yourself and show that you're worth the investment that someone else has put back into you. Yeah. You have to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um when you were talking about sort of having that mentorship, it reminded me of like L players and P players. So like when you're on your L's, you have to be driving with somebody in the car, yeah. you know, as yeah. guidance. And then I don't even know how the how it works at the moment. I think you go into like a green here or a blue yeah. or something. It's all different, isn't I know. it? It's very different now. Yeah, I know. And then and then when you've got that, you can go with, you know, you can now go by yourself. But yeah. only between, you know, this curfew and this curfew. Correct, yeah. <laughs> like that changing. system. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. On that note, I personally don't, I think it will change again. I don't think the next generation of children or my children, I don't think that you get driver's licences. I think that there's driverless cars. You know, I think that's going to change the whole the whole thing. Yeah, correct. They, they, don't, they won't know what a fuel bowser is. They'll just be plugging in their car. 
100%. I actually, um, a little bit off topic, but uh, this trainee that I've got, she's 21, and um, she, the other day, we asked her to go bank a check. She didn't even know what a check was. She hadn't even seen it, and she's looking at it, and I don't even know why we had a check. It must have been from an insurance or something. Yeah. And she's like, what do I actually do with it? I said, what do you mean? I said, you take it down to the bank with a deposit slip. And she was just like, so how does it, like, she literally, I had to give her instructions. She's like, can't I just do it through an app? And I said, no, it's a piece of paper. You've got to go to the bank and put it into the machine. So um, people show some age here. I remember one of my jobs uh, when I was the property management assistant was, 3.30 every single day, I had to go take the banking to the bank. Yeah. There wasn't the electronic of what we had to use to do. It was like, right, I've got to go to the bank, got to do this, got to put these checks in, get the receipt back and give it back to the trust accountant. Yeah, that, that, there you go. There shows some age and what's taken place in a change or how our industry's changed over the last, you know, 10, 11 years. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I remember when I started, I um, had to, you know, cutting out the newspaper. And I, I don't know whether you, I'm older than you, I'm 10 years older than you, but we had to cut the newspaper ads out because then we had to put it in a book and then we had to, you know, it was $8.07 a line and you had to calculate how many lines were the ads so that you could charge the client that $36 or whatever. <laughs> It's so crazy. Oh, no, yeah, correct. And then it was, uh, what was the other thing? Like window cards. Window cards gone out. We now have TVs in our window. Well, I still have window cards. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't made that move just yet. But then for me, um, we're on a cafe strip. And I mean, find yeah. your TVs a bit more nicer. But high traffic, yeah. we still have it. Because some people would say to you, well, why do you have window cards? Even electronic ones. Yeah. Yeah, but, correct. Yeah, well, um, for us, funnily enough, we're, we're right next to a primary school, so we get all the, you know, the parents doing the after-school pick-up, they walk past and, and they see. So, um, yeah, there, there's that. That takes you. It's all about marketing and getting, getting yourself out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have any favourite marketing things that you're doing at the moment for um, your sales? My marketing? Yeah. I'll tell you what is funnily enough working, and it's not digital, is a core flute that has my name on it that says Appraising Your Street. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually have found that calls... Um, cold calls coming from that other than, you know, the letterbox drops and the door knocking and whatnot. It's the people go past and go, oh, I saw your call flute. And it's like, yeah, yep, yep. Or when are you coming to our street? Like, well, I've already been, I must have missed you or I'm coming this week and it'll be da, da, da. So, um, that's a yeah, great idea. Yeah, that's, that's something that is working. And do you just like alternate the streets weekly yep. or something? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. That's a really great tip. Um, my last question for you. Uh, do you find, and it's no right or wrong, it's just how you do it. So now you've got the property management experience and doing sales, if you were to do a home open or if you um, had like a property management question or appraisal that was needed, would you deal with that as a property manager or do you now just go, no, that's not my hat, I'll pass it on? Funny you should say that. I did one the other day where I did a sales appraisal and a PM appraisal in the same hit. I didn't go to the PM team. Only probably because I I know that area very well. I've had the experience of doing it and I know where that would go. And if it led to fruition, I should say, if it needed to go to the PM department, then I would send it through down that chain. But having the experience of both, I kept that in-house. Yeah, perfect. And um, do you, I've been exploring different um, ways that people have been operating businesses with like hybrid roles, um, like leasing slash BDM role, etc. Yeah. Do you think it's, personal opinion, um, do you think 
a property manager, like managing a small portfolio and a sales role could potentially be a hybrid role? Would that be something that you think you would ever consider? No. It's not something I would consider. I think with at least with the leasing and the BDM, it's still within the same department and it's still relevant to there. For sales or, you know, and having a small part of a portfolio that your your mind's in two different places. And so your time management and your focus can be, you know, you could have a sale where something's happening and, there, and there's, you know, you're being drawn away from portfolio time and you haven't been able to do something here and then your time management's here. So then where you're self-investing, you're either going down one path or another and you can't have the mixed emotions. Um mm. I had this last year. So prior to leading into coming into sales, I was able to do a few sales anyway. And I had a sale where some things started to go wrong. And a lot of my time was being heavily invested in that. And I still had my portfolio that I was managing. And, you know, I spent, you know, half a day doing this and then with going home time and you're burnt out or you're feeling tired. So you don't want to deal with it. And you tell yourself you're going to deal with it. And then the rollover from the sales stuff started straight away the following morning. So then it's pushed the PM department stuff back. And it's like, right. And then you're sort of in a bit of a scramble mode for 48 hours or a week or to try and get yourself back up and running and level things out. So do I see it working? It's like, look, it can work, but would, would it be something I do? No, and it really depends on you know how invested you are to doing which one. Um, I think you're either PM or your sales. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that you will um, naturally, there will be one that suffers yeah. So I don't, while I think you can do it, I don't think you can do both well, and I don't think you can have adequate growth in both together. Like, yeah, there's, there's one or the other. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, Adam, it's been wonderful to chat with you and I hope that, that it gives insight to someone who is in property management that has sort of been thinking, oh, like, would I take a risk with sales, etc. So it's really interesting to see sort of how you've transitioned into it. And if anyone wants to reach out, um, it's Adam Scott from Edison Property in Perth. And do you have a, um, any sort of socials that you mainly use? I do. I um, have a uh, Instagram that I use. Uh, so that's just my Adam Scott property, which will then take you through to my uh, Instagram page and go from there. Beautiful. So reach out to Adam on that Instagram handle if you want to um, get in touch. Adam, thank you so much. It's great to chat. Ashley, thank you very much for that. Tap Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Two Rocks and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts. They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time, and it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than On Tap Plumbing and Gas.